Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Sarah. And I'm Joelle. Well, now we're nearing mid-August, which means summer is almost over. Um, maybe we should highlight kind of what we've kind yeah, of what has to. happened. What has summer? happened this it's summer? It's just flown by, right? Kind of. I feel like a lot has happened. We wanted to recap for everybody our annual summer sidewalk sale, which was at the end of July and always a really exciting weekend in Andersonville. And we tried something new this year with a drink promo where if people spent 30 bucks or more, they could get a free drink in the neighborhood. And it went really well. We did. Uh, we had over $21,000 in sales. For um, redemptions? For redemptions from that awesome. promotion alone. So, wow, that's a lot. Yeah. So thanks so much to Appalachian, Lady Gregory's, The Coffee Studio, Jerry's, Meeting House Tavern, and True North for um, for participating in that drink promotion. So um, I hope it was a great weekend for um, not only our shoppers, but for our businesses as well. And it's exciting because we do that for Midsummer Fest as well. And we logged or clocked like over $36,000, right? For Midsummer Fest. So between that and our drink promotion for the sidewalk sale, um, you guys like free drinks and spending locally. And those are two really good things to do in Andersonville. So keep up the good work. Mm -hmm. So what else do we have in store for our folks here in Andersonville? Well, I did hear there's an outdoor movie night Mm, tonight. Tonight. maybe. Yeah. So we are partnering with the 48th Ward and thanks so much to Alamo Shoes for the generous gift of their parking lot hosting Dirty Dancing. So travel back to the 80s with us and have the time of your life have the time of your life (laughs) maybe carry a watermelon if you Mm -hmm. feel like it grab your favorite dance partner we want to see some Swayze moves Mm -hmm. yeah and come join us we're going to have um snacks popcorn and watermelon of course Watermelon uh, True North will be popping up and handing out some drinks for us. And Burroughs will be there with some sofas to lounge on. So if you forget your lawn chair at home, don't worry. We will have a seat for you. We'll even have some leftover candy I hear from Candiality we for will. a giveaway as well. Mm-hmm. And what time should folks pop over to that parking lot, Sarah? Yeah, the movie starts around dusk. So I would say by 8 o'clock, uh, it's going to be, again, at Alamo Shoes parking lot, Clark and Summerdale. Maybe pick up a picnic from Pastoral. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Ice cream from George's. So yeah, join us tonight for Dirty Dancing. And then we have Taste of Andersonville tomorrow. Um, we are very excited. We have 36 businesses participating for farmer's market vendors. Uh, we have a pecking order and we have Chia Chai, um, Letizia's, as well as Phoenix Bean. So you can get your tofu on. So I hear there's this top five for taste. Why, are, why, why is everyone coming? What are these highlights? Well, this year we combined our popular dinner and dessert crawls to offer you a one-of-a-kind progressive dinner experience. So um, in years past, for our dinner crawl that occurred in August, it would primarily feature, you know, savory ap- appetizers and entrees. Um, this year, uh, folks can anticipate getting an entree item, a dessert item, as well as a, a, a beverage, an alcoholic beverage as well. So it should be a, a good time. That's so exciting. I mean, we always talk about Andersonville as a dining destination. It's become even more so in recent years. But I feel like the selection 
of restaurants that are participating in the food that's being featured. It's so fitting for our neighborhood to show how just expansive our culinary scene is and our food offerings. I love that we have, um, you know, stuff coming from Passerotto, the new mm-hmm. Korean, but also kind of Italian <laughs> restaurant. Um, and also uh, Baba Ganoush from Andy's being featured. And yeah, there's just so much to look forward to. And we have some new restaurants on board as well, ones that have not participated in this event before. If you've been dying to try them out, um, definitely check out Octavio Cantina and Kitchen. They're on the spoon route and serving an amazing little pork taco. It's a hearty, hearty dish. It is a hearty dish. And it's got this lovely pickled onion on it as well. It's just delicious. Um, Hutch American Kitchen and Bar is going to be participating. They're they on the are knife route. one of our sponsors, so yeah. thank you. And Black Bean Ciders, so those are vegetarian friendly for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're looking up, looking forward to some pop-ups as well. Chutney Devi's popping up at Lakeshore Dental Studio on the Fork Route. And they're offering, what are they offering, Nora? Um, they're offering a dish called Kitchery, and it is an Indian dish that's um, that's made with rice and lentils and spices, so... That should be really really delicious. Mm -hmm. Really delicious. And Lakeshore Dental is such a beautiful space if you haven't seen that yet. With TVs on the ceiling. (laughs) TVs on the ceilings. Um, Yeah. And Fat Chris's Pizza and Such uh, over on Foster. Detroit-style pizza. Very tasty. There's actually pizza on every single route. There is. We have um, we have Fat Chris's, we have the Wooden Spoon, and we have Renali's, of course, which um, if you've participated in the Dinner Call before, you know that they that is serve a lot of pizza. A lot of pizza so. all, all that you want mm-hmm. pizza. Do we have anybody serving meatballs? We do. We have Bar Roma, um, another one of our taste sponsors, and they are serving uh, their take on a Swedish meatball. Looks very tasty. They just posted about it on their Instagram this week if you want to get a preview picture of that. So there are three routes to choose from. We have fork, knife, and spoon, and tickets are still available for $35. If you go and visit andersonville.org, prices do go up tomorrow. Um, You can purchase them at the door, but they will go up to $40 at the door. And where is the door located? So check-in is located at the Swedish American Museum, which is 5211 North Clark Street. You can also purchase tickets at the farmer's market. So if you're there doing your farmer's market shopping, the market does open at 3 p.m. You can pick up your tickets there as well um, and start your route there. So I was just wondering what dishes are you all most excited about for Taste of Andersonville this year? Well, I'm going to pop on down to Passerado and try their slow roasted carrots with kimchi. I'm super excited about the pop-ups we have down at the Guest House Hotel. We have um, Big Jones popping up, serving andouille, pimento cheese, and pickled shrimp canapé, as well as ango mango punch. And then it's Catherine like a and, rum, bourbon, yeah, yumminess. Something sounds, I mean, it yeah. sounds delicious. And mm-hmm. pimento cheese, anything right. with pimento, I'm, I'm there. And then Catherine Ann Confections is serving her soft honey caramels as well so or caramels or caramels <laughs> whichever <laughs> whatever your preference is and uh how you say that but um yeah the guest house is beautiful if you haven't been there and two really delectable little tastes i'm excited for our introduction of some alcoholic beverages mm. so uh people can enjoy the andersonville punch at jerry's 
which sounds really awesome. And Koval Distillery is going to be at Andersonville Antiques with um, a variety of gin, bourbon, and other liquor tastings. So that's going to be really, really exciting. Um, and I'm also excited for the cherry streusel pie at First Slice. That sounds like kind of a nice sweet bite to cap everything off. So was I only supposed to say one thing I'm excited for? <laughs> Here, you just need to hit them going. all, I think. But, um, <laughs> But yeah, there's so many tasty treats. Yeah, and I mean, in terms of drinks too, um, the coffee studio is offering kind of their version on a on an Irish coffee. So um, you should check them out. And and thanks so much to the coffee studio for sponsoring. Um, we also have our you know main event sponsor is Michael Plagman from American Family Insurance, and he'll be at the farmers market. So stop in and say hello and thank you um, for making this event possible. Great. And be on the lookout for a walking pie from First Size, our mascot walking around for a taste of Andersonville. Yes, I spy pie. I spy pie. Hashtag I spy pie. <laughs> well, taste sounds delicious. And I think uh, the next thing we want to make sure is on everybody's radar is Andersonville Arts Week in a month. We've moved it up a month this year. The dates are September 12th through the 16th. And we already have 50 plus businesses on board. We do. As well as several sponsors. We do. We have we have um, seven sponsors. We have Four Sided, uh, Gus Giordano Dance School, Studio Us, Andersonville Galleria, Early to Bed, Women and Children First, and Be Yoga. So thank you to those sponsors for coming on board. What's your favorite part of Arts Week, Sarah? Oh, that's such a good question. So we're going into our 16th year for Andersonville Arts Week, and it's always such a wonderful event. And I think my favorite part is Friday night. Friday night is always the night of parties and receptions throughout the neighborhood. And just the energy and the vibe in Andersonville on Friday night, I mean, it's just... Um, it's so much fun and exciting. And uh, it's one of those nights where you kind of feel like you're in Andersonville in Chicago, but you also kind of feel like you might be somewhere else like Manhattan or, you know, just it's it's really a fun event um, or a fun night. And last year, uh, the chamber and through our SSA, we sponsored pedicabs, which was really fun. And there were free pedicab rides throughout the district. And, you know, um, people don't really believe that things are free. And we had to like scream like, you can really take this pedicab. <laughs> Pedicab. Ride the cab. It is free. We promise. Uh, but we're planning on bringing the pedicabs back and we want the world to know that they can kind of get through the district really easily Friday night and not only go to the party of their choice, but maybe pop into some uh, other businesses or new places that they haven't been to. So yeah, Friday, September 14th, the night of parties and receptions. Uh, definitely, you know, try to be there. It's really fun. I think we're even going to be doing a another promo that night, right? If people pop into at least three different parties and get that marked off on their Arts Week postcard, they'll be eligible for yet another drink promotion. So more on that to come. So I'm, I'm guessing like last year was kind of the year of sidewalk chalk in Andersonville and this year is the year of the free drink. I guess so. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're proud of our restaurants and we're proud of our retail businesses and all of the art that they will have on display. So if you want to learn more about Arts Week, please visit andersonville.org backslash A-A-W. That's for Andersonville Arts Week. All right. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you all tonight at the movie and tomorrow night at the Taste. So... And next up, you're going to hear an interview with Rhonda and Al of Kopi Cafe. Welcome to Always Andersonville, 
the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Joelle. Today we are joined by Rhonda Wellbell and Al Rose, owners of Kopi Cafe, located at 5317 North Clark. With its world traveler decor, hand-painted tabletops, and clocks set to different international times, Kopi offers a quiet respite any time of day. Their extensive menu is packed with sandwiches, salads, and snacks, and features vegetarian, vegan, and gluten-free items. Kopi also offers wine, beer, and specialty cocktails. If you're looking to get away from it all, Kopi can transport you to another world for the price of a cup of coffee. Welcome, Rhonda and Al. How are you today? We're so happy to have you here. Great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for that great intro, Laura. (laughs) (laughs) So Kopi was originally inspired by a passion for travel. One reviewer said it's basically reminiscent of the cool traveler cafes that you run across in backpacker towns in South America and Southeast Asia. Tell us how the cafe came to be and if your vision matched the outcome. Uh, yeah, I believe our vision did match our outcome. We're travelers. We've been, uh, both of us have been traveling since we were pretty young and on our own and backpacking and just fell in love with other cultures and just wanted to bring that to our hometown of Chicago. When you're traveling around the world, some of the favorite places to go and is to duck in whatever the local cafe is. And they're different around the world, but yet the same. And they're in a neighborhood. And it's you could daydream, write in your journal, write postcards or text or <laughs> <laughs> take pictures and post them uh, these days. But we wanted to incorporate all those aspects of world cafes all together. So the fact that that person mentioned a couple of different continents works. And when did you open on Clark Street? September 10th, 1991. Oh, wow. And where did the name come from? The name is, uh, Kopi means coffee in Indonesian. And we spent a lot of time in Indonesia, mostly in Bali. And so that's what inspired us. We love Bali. It's, it's a beautiful place. And can you remember kind of like those first few days or weeks that you opened the store in Andersonville and what that was like? (laughs) It's a total blur. Um, We were kind of flying from the seat of our pants. We just, this was a labor purely of love and hard work. And uh, yeah, it kind of, people really responded really quickly. So that was, that was amazing. And we were almost a little too busy than we can handle at the beginning because we were still ironing out how our all of our systems work and things like that. But it was great. And what did you do kind of before the cafe opened? What's your background? My background is in art and design, and I worked in film and animation and special effects. Oh, wow. But I freelance, and so in between gigs, I would travel. I was and am still a musician, a songwriter, so I was doing that Back then, I was also working part-time as a janitor at the Chicago Public Library and had a firewood business with my brother-in-law and keeping all that together. That's what I was doing before. Very cool. And now you've been uh, cafe owners for almost 30 years, so we're going to be celebrating in 2021 with something big, I hope. Yes. <laughs> I think maybe we'll it's take, not that far, but yet it is sort of far. Maybe we'll, so, take, right? we'll take a day off. Yeah, I think it'll be a day, day off. off. That will be our celebration. Um, so what is, do you have a favorite menu item or coffee item that you serve right now? Well, I'm really proud of 
some of the, the, the things we've done with some of the soups and the sandwiches and the salads. We, we have an idea. We have a thought. Uh, there's something that we've been having fun with that's been on the menu for, I don't know, a, a year or two. A uh, sandwich we call the Salmon Rushdie, which is, uh, and then there's an offshoot of that, the Salmon Davis Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and so those are kind of, they're delicious and uh, they're made with, with smoked, lo- you know, with lox, smoked salmon. And uh, people have been, they have a, a great time ordering it out loud, especially if they're getting it with a Gilligan's lemonade <laughs> <laughs> or a Smokey the Beet cocktail, which is a cocktail we make with fresh beet juice and uh, mezcal and tequila. And it's just really fun to ha- see people ordering that stuff by name and then eating it and going, oh my God, this is really delicious. Or might I add the Al Pacino, yes. <laughs> which is a strong cappuccino, but um, <laughs> we we have fun with our menu yeah. and we just like to be creative and... I hesitate to say not to take things too seriously because we too, do take our food and our ingredients and our and our preparation seriously, but we like to have fun with it. And how would you say the menu has evolved over time? It has grown immensely. I we, mean, it's it's super dense. Yeah, we yeah. we really started out as a cafe. Yeah, and we had some sandwiches and light fare and bagels and muffins were you know, all like, the rage. Like was... cafe one hundred and one kind of, and we've just kept evolving and, and pushing the envelope. And um, yeah, we have a lot more food than I ever thought. So we really consider ourselves more of a restaurant than a cafe. Although we love operating as a cafe, we want to be there for people as a cafe as well as a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So if someone so. comes in and just wants to have a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and read or write in their journal or just space out, that's cool. We're fine with that. Yeah, we're happy yeah, and I don't think that. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of people know that you do offer alcoholic beverages. I know that, like I've mentioned it to a few people, and they're like, "Kopi has liquor." Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I feel like, yes. a, yeah, a lot of people don't even realize how late you're open. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, exactly. Uh, we were 18 years without a liquor license, and oh, wow. now about nine, ten years with a liquor license, and people still walk in and go, "Oh my God, when did you get this?" five minutes ago <laughs> yeah I'm like yeah 10 years ago <laughs> and the hours that's a it's a great point because uh well Rhonda and I for one we're we're kind of late night people and during from Sunday through Thursday we're, we're open till 11 p.m and Friday and Saturday till midnight and we often are looking for a place to go and hang out or have something to eat that's not Kopi. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's open till 11 and sometimes we're thinking I wish some you know there's Other not place. too many there's a few of course it's uh, oftentimes what we'll recommend to people if they're seeing a theater show, um, either at Raven or Rivendell or even over at Steep, uh, to head over to Kopi Post Show to, Thank you. to oh, get a late yeah. night snack or drink or coffee we or chai. That. I love your chai. Thank you. We appreciate that. <laughs> and we have um, one of your mugs sitting in front of us. Who designed the logo? Uh, a good friend of ours who's a graphic designer. I came up with a bunch of designs being art and Designed my background, but I liked his best. His name so. is Harlan Wallach, yeah. and he's a yeah a great artist. And he, we were not living in the same building at the time, but we were friends. And Rhonda was talking a lot about the cafe, and maybe bounced some, the the thought to him to see what he can come up with. And we were knocked out by this logo. And I was, you know, on your website doing research. And noticed you have like a video now, and it's really cool. Who did that video for the? Uh, there's a, a filmmaker friend of ours from uh, who lives in Brooklyn, named Robert Kolodny. He's great. I think he's gonna make some important films and uh, 
videos. He's working on some cool stuff. He did some music videos for me as well that are on the Kopi website. Okay. But, did he do the barber, the one where yes, you... Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. That's a really cool and one. And he's won a lot of awards, so he's really up and coming. He's just a kid, you know. Yeah. What, what's the name of his? House of Nod. House of Nod. Is the, his production company. Very cool. And we do have to mention, too, we just had Larry Bodak on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And I understand he designed that light, light fixture in the front of the cafe. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah we yeah. love that light fixture. Yes. The globe. Mm-hmm. Rhonda and I were looking at that space as people come in for, we wanted to get something cool for that for five or ten years. Long time. Yeah, we, we had a, an old anything. light fixture just hanging there that we didn't like, that we wanted to get rid of. And when we saw it in Scout. And as soon as I saw it, I brought Rhonda over and she looked at it and we said, yes, we'll take it. It's and, perfect. And Larry came yeah. on over with, with the artist and they hung it up and we love it. And people you know, always, eyes light up when they see that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you also host a Monday night music series at the cafe. Can you tell us more about that and kind of what artists you're currently featuring? Yes. Every Monday uh, from 8 to 10, no cover. Mm-hmm. And also delicious house margaritas for only six bucks uh the first monday of the month is a neighborhood artist playwright poet a guy from another century yovan do you know yovan gypsy violin pair <laughs> he's in his early 80s we he's wow. been in the neighborhood for as long as we've been in the neighborhood and um he's an amazing guy he comes in with a, a, a young guy uh sam i think is his name who also plays violin and i think maybe mandolin and they do cool stuff you just have to hear it uh second monday of the month is a couple of great guitar players steve doyle and brian wilkie uh playing their telecasters just face to face we call it dueling tellies and i know steve because he plays lead guitar in my band third monday of the month is steve hashimoto on bass and pat fleming on guitar playing jazz hashimoto's the bass player in my band fourth monday of the month is heather Heather Riordan uh, playing mm-hmm. accordion. We've known her forever, and she's a dear friend of ours, and she plays that perfect sound of accordion in a cafe at night, and she wears fabulous hats and dresses, and it, the lights are dimmed, and you're sitting in just the right way and have a couple of sips of something. You just feel like you're in Paris in 1928. She has that effect on the street corner, too, I find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. her. Very much so. So speaking of music, Al, can you tell us a little bit more about your band? You played for us this past June at Midsummer Fest. Correct. And for the past probably 15 <laughs> or more. Um, I'm a songwriter and a singer, and I have a band, uh, lyric-driven stuff. Uh, acoustic guitar is what I play, and electric a little bit. And the aforementioned musicians that I have, including a drummer, and I have toured around the world, see either solo and, or with other musicians, three times in Japan, a few times in Europe, and of course, coast to coast. And have seven albums out now. And you're wow. starting to teach as well. That's correct. This fall, for the first <laughs> time, I'm going to start teaching a songwriting class at the Music Institute of Chicago. Oh, wow, congratulations. Thanks. Mm-hmm. So we've heard there have been some marriage proposals at the cafe. Can you share with us one of your favorites? I think one of my favorites uh, was these uh, this couple, these two guys, and he told us ahead of time so we could plan it out, and we got flowers for every table, and what he did was he invited all of their best friends, some who lived internationally, to come to the cafe kind of like in 15-minute increments. So he was there with his boyfriend, and then 
one of their friends just happened to stop by and his boyfriend <laughs> was shocked and wow look who's here and then someone else came by and then someone else came by and then all of a sudden you could see the look on his boyfriend of wow what what actually is happening and we turned down the music and we turned up the music he wanted to play and he went on bended knee and said that a beautiful speech and um there wasn't a dry eye in the house it was beautiful that's wow, really cute. that's a very good retelling, too. But, I felt like we were. But we've also had um, people, it's Kopi's kind of first date central because it's a safe place. Someone could come and have, let's meet for coffee. And hey, if it goes well, maybe a cocktail, maybe dinner. So <laughs> it's it's kind of great for that. And um, we had one couple, it was a blind date. And I think they drank two bottles of wine <laughs> but at the end they were holding so it was ha- a really blind date it was yeah <laughs> and at the end they were holding hands and it was really beautiful and um they became engaged and then they asked Elle to officiate their wedding oh, so that was really great. great that's so cool i was truly honored it's yeah. the resident matchmaking cafe i guess yeah have you married more people or no just, no? Them, just them and ronda <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. But uh, there, there have been Ixnay on the marriage, <laughs> but there have been other proposals. That have, they're always just sweet, and and people meet people at Kopi because we don't have Wi-Fi. So, not that you can't be on your device, but people are there, and someone might be sitting at a table next to you, talking about something or reading a book, and the other person will start a conversation with them and. So we love it because it's a place where people actually meet people and talk and there's life and community and all that good stuff that we love about traveling and going to cafes and other cultures. Yeah, I mean, certainly like I've shared the story with you before, but, um, you know, after I had my babies, like we would go to Kopi all the time to meet other moms and we'd sit up in the elevated platform area with the cushions and just be able to like let them hang out and eat and we could talk or like nurse or whatever. And it was like so comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. What um, some families do is they have their kids sit on that platform seating area and they can have their own experience and order French toast, whatever the kids want. And then the parents sit on the regular seating and they have their cocktails. And so, so yeah, (laughs) they're going out as a family, but they're having two separate experiences and everyone's kind of happy. Right. That's fantastic. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So Rhonda, can you tell us a little bit more about the boutique? Where do you source most of the items in the shop? Well, we started out traveling all over the world and working with artisans from all over and helping develop their craft. And um, we work with a lot of cooperatives, women's cooperatives. Uh, We really want to support that. And uh, we also do trade shows and work with local artists. so. So a little bit of everything. There's also Rhonda's designed line of jewelry. That oh, she, yeah. So that's oh, yeah, there's we, that. we came across that. That's called Roulette 18. Is it that is. correct? Yes, correct. It's Roulette 18. Um, I do that with my friend, Lynn Pustai, who is also an artist. And uh, she works at the Second City in Chicago. And we do all of our own designs and source all of our stones. And our we're not fabricating anymore. Our silversmiths are in Bali. So we, we have a great... Uh, crew in Bali that that works with us and um, we we're just beginning to use recycled silver so we're really excited about that so we're not digging into mines anymore and being more um, mindful of the environment so my favorite part um, kind of are all of the travel books that you sell yeah and it just 
it's very reminiscent of you know my travel days and I would just take a highlighter and like go through those and scour them um what do you think is so you know still valuable about those books instead of you know just going off your phone that's a good question. Well, in some places, you can't access your phone, mm-hmm. like in some far-reaching places. And it's, I don't know, there's something about holding a book and like what you said, devouring them before you leave and highlighting or dog-earing a page. And um, I don't know, maybe I'm just more old school, but I, I do love having a travel book. And it shows its history when you're done. It's kind of beat up and mm-hmm. it's, you know... Just a little tale of your travels. Yeah, That's you my favorite part of the travel book is maybe five years after you've taken the trip and you've, sure. you've, you've put the business cards, the postcards, the your airline tickets. Right. Yeah. It's exactly. history. You're like, yeah. oh, you know, man, bus, check this yeah, out. Yeah, the simple the, the luggage tag, the bus right. ticket, the airplane thing that you the airplane boarding pass that you used as the bookmark. Right. And you thumb through and you bring back the memories. Yeah, Or you circle the restaurant. And, oh, right. that place. So we wanted to ask you, we know that you are preparing to participate again in Taste of Andersonville coming up this week on August 15th. Um, We understand you'll be serving Rugula. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about why you like participating in the event and how you've done so in the past? Well, we love being, we love working with the chamber in Andersonville. We, for lack of better words, we love being a team player. We love this um, environment and neighborhood and uh, we always want the opportunity to bring more people in our place and maybe hasn't been there before or maybe has not tried something so we're glad you guys are here Mm -hmm. you do a great job right meeting new people for sure absolutely it brings people into the neighborhood I can't tell you how many times over the the few years we've been doing uh, these programs where someone will come in and look around with their jaw kind of dropped and say, wow, th- this place is amazing looking. And I'll go, great. Did you just move to the neighborhood? No, I, I've lived, I live two blocks away. <laughs> right. how, long, how long have you been here? And we'll go like you know, 27 a years. Long time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't come to Clark Street much, do you? <laughs> well, now we've reached the part of the show when we ask um, our guests, which business would you like to trade places with for a day and why? So Good you're going to maybe have two different answers or a same answer. I would like to change places with the bank. (laughs) (laughs) Which bank? (laughs) Oh, that's right. Any bank. Yes, any of the Mm. banks. That would be fine, of course. Any of the the community-minded local banks would be fine. (laughs) I'm going to go with that. I think that's a really good answer. I don't think I can top that, you know? Well, you do know Northside Federal has all the crazy history, too, along with their awesome vault. They have the old tear gas sprayers in the ceiling really? still that is a really cool space. and the bullet hole what is it the gun hole through the teller window they used to be able mm-hmm. to stick a a gun through the teller window if they were getting robbed they didn't oh you mean from the teller side yep right mm-hmm. okay because oh. i was going to say so if there was a hole there that would kind of be a breach in security right no, no it's from an the out teller only side. it's an out only yep. hole there's so much there, yeah, especially if you do, um, the Swedish American Museum has a walking tour the last uh, week of each month in the oh. summer, and they tell you a lot about that part, too. I'm so. intrigued by the, um, what'd you say, the gas? The, the There's like tear gas. The tear gas dispensers? Or, or yeah, or something up <laughs> in the ceiling stall. There's all kinds of stories, too, about the tellers having code words. Oh, on, wow. If they were getting robbed, they'd call for certain people, so... It's fun. Good choice. (laughs) If I yell beer in the middle of the morning shift, that means we're being robbed. (laughs) Okay. 
Well, thank you so much, Rhonda and Al, for being here. And thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about Kopi, please visit kopicafechicago.com. Show notes on today's episode can be found at andersonville.org. Thank you so much. Thank you. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is engineered and edited by Andy Miles in Studio C at Transistor, a gallery, shop, performance, recording, and teaching space located at 5224 North Clark Street. Have your own podcast idea? The studio is available to rent. Please call 872-208-5877 or stop by the store for details.